Are we recording? Yes, we are. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just... Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Jackson. Awkward silence. That was great. Hey, uh, we, we're with Restless Roots, and uh, welcome to our first but second attempt at a first podcast, right? Because we tried this uh, earlier last week. Yeah, and it didn't work out. It didn't. Well, I mean, it at, was... At, at, at all. It didn't. It was, it was funny because we, um, we didn't have any idea of where we're going, but this time we have, we have show notes. And we have time. a better setup with microphones. Oh, we have a it, way better like setup this a time. Real, a real fancy board. I know. I, I'm excited because this makes me feel like a real talk show host. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. I'm a real talk show host. Anyway, um, this is our, our show. Um, we just want to talk about some stuff for Restless Roots and actually... Jackson, what is, what is it that we want to accomplish with this podcast? Uh, we want to be able to do a few things. One, uh, help equip the church with some know-how about media and, and productions and maybe some business concepts and just yeah. kind of talk shop. Yeah. And then um, also it's just another avenue for us to kind of talk about the gospel, talk about Christ and things that God has laid on our heart to just help encourage the body of Christ. Um, about, what was it, like a year, year and a half ago, we started, we, we were, I guess here's some history of Restless Roots, right? Yeah. About a year and a half ago, we, we, we had on our hearts to um, start kind of like a teaching ministry just to share the gospel and what God's laid on our hearts. So we started producing some videos. Those were fun. Those uh, were a lot of fun, Those yeah. were really late nights on top of uh, things that we were doing for our home church. And our day jobs and all that stuff. Yeah, we were, <laughs> there was a lot of caffeine there, during those days. Um, what we learned when we were doing that, number one, is that uh, it's hard to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> but number two, um, when you start producing stuff with, um, with high production value or just, just interesting things with media, people have a lot of questions. And other, churches were, and, and other churches and other ministries were asking us, how could they do what we were doing? And so we thought this would be a good way to kind of talk shop and talk, share yeah. some ideas about what we do and how we do it so other people yep. can replicate Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say we're professionals, but we're passionate about media. We are far from professionals. Yeah, we're nerdy. We're nerdy people. Um, I don't speak Klingon, but I do love things like Dragon Ball Z and computers. <laughs> so that translates into ministry as I just like nerdy stuff, maybe? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Well, they're just people who, learn to, who, who love to learn. Yeah, and that's what we are. Yeah. So um, we just hope to share this kind of stuff with you. So we have, we have some announcements. We have news, right, Jackson? We have news. Yes, news. Um, do you want to share about our news? I guess you can kind of sum it up. Uh, news. Um, it would be under the announcements. Yes, under okay. announcements. Yeah. Uh, we have a new post that just went live. We did. We do, yes. About, about leadership and what to, do when you're, it's how, what to do when you're out of your depth. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I wrote that. Well, I guess I've written the last two. Um, I, but if you want to check that out, that's at restlessroots.com. So that's that's pretty that's that post is really about like you know as millennials, we are entering into a lot of leadership. So what do you do when you run into a project for either a, you know a ministry or a business that honestly you are out of your depth and you're just struggling? So we kind of address that. Um, our second announcement is that we're starting a podcast that Which you're you, listening to right now. Oh, I was gonna be <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to be cool and be like you might have heard about it. But, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. If but you're you, here, you might have heard about you it. You might have heard about it, but uh, you already beat me to a different joke. All right. And then um, this last <coughs> one, actually, uh, so January's a lot of new things. Uh, what we're doing in January also is I want to start a sermon series um, in response to a lot of people asking me. I actually want to preach through the book of, or the gospel of John. Um, 
we won't be doing videos like we've done in the past. These are going to be uh, more like, like actually like what we're hearing right now. But I'm hoping to produce one sermon every other week. So, you know, hopefully we'll be done by the end of 2016. <laughs> but you know what? I know there are a lot of people, If people from Valley, if you're listening right now, I know you were all really excited about my last sermon. And actually that came from this series that I'm working on right now. So if you'd like to hear more about that, just, uh, just stay tuned. So, so yeah, those are our announcements. You ready to jump into our first, our first topic? I wish we had musical theme songs. Can you cut in like transition sounds? I was eventually going to put them on the flash drive and use the use the board to do it. Okay, but I don't. Uh, we don't. We don't have those yet. We got to make those. Okay. Or just try to find free ones. Or free ones. Yeah. This is a lot of just straight talking. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. If you if you guys have sounds, sound effects, or cool transitions for different segments just of the show. Just making sounds. <laughs> just, you know what? Just like, yeah. I've got some sounds that just shows them just, ah! Oh, there it is. There's our theme. Yeah. Nailed you know, it. Just take your phone, uh, use the, the record memo thing, just send us some transition sounds. Yeah. You driving by. Just you making grunting or T's or lots of consonants. Yeah. And we'll make a beat out of it. Yeah. And we'll... I, I'm not going to do that. No. It's but too much That's work. too much work. But if you want to do that work, maybe we'll throw it in here and we'll figure <laughs> it out. All right. So let's on to the first... First topic. Let's talk about content. 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 So, Jackson, are you content with the topic of content? <laughs> I am content with the topic of content. Okay. So, what? Let's. Why don't you start us off? What? When we say content, what are we referring to? Content would be anything that you publish that generates some kind of engagement mm-hmm. with a wider audience. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. That could be anything from just a straight image to a video to an audio file to a podcast and just eat those right in the mic. That's perfect. I'm I'm eating (laughs) my jelly beans. There's right in the microphone. Can you hear it? I can. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, and and really, and it could be published on really any, social media is a great way to publish it and create engagement because more than anything else, that's where all the people are. So. So. A lot of things that we produce are content, like this podcast, our mm-hmm. blog posts, the videos that we've created, those are content. From a ministry standpoint, what, what would you identify uh, are possible things you could be using as content? Uh, if churches record their sermons, they could start publishing those. Not, not just burning them onto CDs, but creating their own. Like You could publish them as a podcast, create RSS feeds and publish them that way. Yeah. Um, create archives online. Maybe find, I'm sure there's somebody who's developed some kind of cloud solution to a storage system where people can go find things. Yeah. Maybe utilize one of those. Right. Um, and then have people in your church just create engagement by uh, posting photos of the services on Instagram. Start start trying to drive those. And then from social media like Instagram, you can then network through Twitter and Facebook and other things. Okay. So I guess what we, we should talk about then is what <clears throat> what does content um, do? I mean, why why should we be producing content? Like what what's the purpose of content? Well, it generates buzz more than anything else. I would say. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it it, it it's sort of the same reason why a pastor would do a series because then over the time of the series, right over the four to six to eight weeks, it generates buzz and so it grows and grows and grows. Yeah. That's what content does online. So it's supposed to, you know, it generates exposure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it helps, honestly, it helps connect and promote people to what you're doing and really why you're doing. So if your church yeah. has put together a campaign for a sermon series, or if you have, let's just say a fundraising campaign or just a prayer campaign, and you want people to know about that, creating pieces of content just really help propel the idea of what you're doing. It helps create exposure to what you're doing. Right. right. And I think I asked you, um, why it's important. And I, I just wanted to share this really quick. I read, I've been reading this book cause I enjoy reading books. <laughs> and um, this book nerd. told, yeah, books are for nerds, <laughs> for and nerds. I'm a nerd, right? So the book stated, and this was uh, Multi-Site Churches by a guy who knows Ed Stetzer. I will get the author in a little bit. I almost said Ed Helms, but that's the guy from, like, The Hangover. Oh. <laughs> and so it's Ed something. No, no, no. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll post it later. Is he special? He's, Is his name... Is his name Special Ed? No, can we say that? <laughs> We're going to find out. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, so this guy who wrote a book on multi-site churches, he, he posted this thing about how um, people who attend church once a month consider themselves to be regular attenders. Now, if that's true, man, they are missing out on a lot. For example, our church, right? Our church loves to do series that go from at least four to... At most six weeks. Mm-hmm. If you show up just one out of four weekends, right, you have missed three quarters, possibly three quarters of that entire series. So if there's a major arc or there's a lot of de- uh, development of an idea through that series, man, you are just completely missing out. And the church is not making contact with you. So that's why it's important to create content, right, to kind of help promote what's going on. So even if they aren't involved or if they're not there for the weekend service, they at least mm-hmm. can catch up. And figure out what's going on. And it's important to understand that uh, it's important to understand that church exists on more than just the weekend. Yes, the church should be an organization that's engaging oh gosh, people yes. and being yeah. a, and being a center of community every single day of the week. Right, and, and making a, making an online plan and making a game plan that that these are the days we're going to post content to make sure that it's spaced throughout the week. Right, and make mm. sure that we're creating engagement so that when by the time the weekend comes around, we're not saying. Oh, hey, how was your week? We should be able to say, hey, I was glad to hear about this thing that happened for you this week because we've been talking to these people yeah. the whole time. People aren't looking for a friendly church. They're looking for friends. Right. And, and that's more than just on the weekends. Yeah, that's important. I love that you said that because um, especially with, with certain mindsets, people tend to think that church is just what you do on the weekend. And it's, it's not. That's not at all. That's, that's a service that you attend. Church is... Church is, for me, I've always said that uh, church is the community that you plug into, not the service you attend. Right. And so by creating content, this is just an opportunity to stay connected with a community, with, right? Um, you know, let's talk about content calendars then. Let's talk about, like, I guess where. Let's talk about content calendars because then it'll help talk about, like, when you post content and where it goes, <coughs> right? So are you familiar with content calendars? Um, you've mentioned to me a little bit before, but explain it to me again. Yeah, okay. So... This is a fairly new concept for me um, since we have been doing a lot of social media stuff. A lot of things that you and I do when we promote things is really on the fly. Um, that's, that's pretty cumbersome. It's, mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work because, honestly, if you want high-quality uh, images or content to go out, uh, really you shouldn't be making that on the fly. I'm, I'm learning that creativity takes effort, yeah. <laughs> right? And it takes who, time. Who, who would have thought it? I know, right? Who, who <laughs> wants, oh, you want something nice-looking and, and appealing, but you want it in 30 seconds? 
that doesn't work. No, it doesn't work that way. You gotta you gotta put a lot of time and effort and thought into being creative, yeah. right? Because a lot of ideas sometimes are scrapped. I find myself I have to make something on the fly. I don't scrap an idea. I just take an idea, run with it, and then I just I'm upset about it. Yeah, later you stew <laughs> yeah. about it later when you see it. You're like, oh, oh this could have been so darn much it. better. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So from that, from that, um, we've learned a lot about this this idea about content calendars. And uh, actually, I'll, I'll throw this out there really quick. If you want to learn more about content calendars, um, we know a guy. His name is Josh Randolph. He actually he majored in multi social media, which is a thing nowadays because we're it's 2016. Mm-hmm. But um, you can you can check him out at Nine Any Know It All. He's on Twitter under Nine Any Know It All. Um, if you want to find him, we're going to bring him on eventually. We will bring him on eventually. But he's, he's told me a lot about content calendars, but I also learned a lot about content calendars through Sonny, Sonny Leonardizzi, a YouTube person who does business. Anyway, so let me explain what content calendars are, okay? Let's say uh, you have literally a calendar, like a calendar for 2016, and you know what's coming down the pipe for you. You know what sermon series is going to be starting when. You also know about your major events for a, a church that are coming down, like for us um, our church, we have things like baptism services, or we also have our, our party at the park. If you have those things on a calendar, what you can begin to do is start creating, a, start spacing out content of when certain things are going to be start, or when things are going to be promoted. Uh, it just helps you organize what you're doing and organize how you're going to go out doing it. But you start labeling out like, okay, you have an outreach with Facebook, with Twitter, or even Google Plus if you know how to use that, or even Instagram, and you you label out what it is that you're trying to promote on a calendar, where it's going to go on social media. This is definitely a visual thing. We'll post a video, uh, at least a description, where you can go learn more about this because it's, I don't yeah. think you're going to understand what I'm saying. But well, just, it makes sense. It just makes sense just to be intentional about like, okay, if this is going to start, if the series is going to start on this date, right. we want to start, we want to have all of our promotional content ready and begin posting it a month out. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so then we should say like, okay, we should start working on content two months before that. Right. So three months before the series starts. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a long time, but it's amazing once the creative process starts, how little time that actually is. Exactly. Because by the time you really get all the ideas out and you realize how many different ideas you have, you have to start weaning some out. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you actually start making stuff, sometimes you're, you're within like a week of when you want to start posting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good example. So let's just take a sermon series, for example. If you know that you're going to start a sermon series on why you should be a better steward of your money starting, let's just say, tax season in April, okay? If you know that's what's going to be happening in April, and you know whether the pastor's going, well, the church can also be working on content, supplemental content, that's happening throughout the weeks in between services, right? So on Wednesday, the church could be posting an article about, you know, 15 ways to save money. Or they could even share, record a testimony that they've recorded and and put it out, and it points back to the sermon series, right? And then when you get closer, you can even put on, you know, quotations from the sermon just to guide people back to the sermon uh, throughout that week so they can can be recording. But here's the thing, knowing that it's coming down the pipe helps you just kind of get ramped up and start promoting and get people excited about it. It's a lot like how movie trailers work. Right. Right? Like we... We watch movies, and sometimes you'll hear about you'll hear about a movie that's coming in six months, but it's just a little bit here. But then, as time goes on, you get more and more information about it, and it kind of builds that excitement. And then now it's here. It's here. Yeah. 
So that's that's really it's really important that churches do that. And honestly, don't don't think about it in just in the term of a church. Break it down for ministries, youth ministries, mm-hmm. children's ministries. They they all could benefit from just using a content calendar. Right. And when do you post it? So I guess another thing to be important about, not just like how far out, but specifically what time of day you want to post it and when, when in the week you want to post it. And the best way to find that out is there's, there's plenty of places you can look online and find these. You can find peak traffic times on uh, social media. So you can figure out like when, when in the evening most people get on Facebook to make their rounds. And you can anticipate that. Post that just before it happens. So that way you can try to catch that wave. And that's also something really important to remember because then the content you make is hitting the most amount of people. And, beca- and the way things like Facebook work now, you can track not only how many people it's hitting, but is it hitting more men than women? Is it hitting people between a certain age group? It's, it's, a lot of these are becoming really, really targeted. Yeah. So I... I jumped on YouTube really quick because, uh, mm-hmm. I, like I said, there was a video that taught me a lot about content calendars, just kind of backtracking really quick. Uh, if you wanted to know more about content calendars, um, definitely be watching our Twitter posts and maybe even our website. We'll, I'll post a link on there. But if you jumped on YouTube and just typed in content calendar for social media marketing and look for a lady named Sunny, uh, she does an amazing job of just kind of laying out how to use a content calendar, how to develop a content calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, she does it from the perspective of just businesses, but honestly, churches and other ministries can benefit a great deal from um, administrative practices. Go figure, right? Go figure. Go figure. Okay. All right. You got more stuff to say? Not about topic one. Not about topic one, <laughs> which which is a good indicator that we have a topic two, maybe? Yeah, and it's a good so, indicator that we need to be way better at segues. We, we, we do need better, better segues. <laughs> but here, really quick, uh, later in the podcast, we'll kind of give you um, our contact information. But honestly, if you have questions about content, how to develop content, what we use to develop, like funny or cool pictures maybe – if you have questions in general, just please feel free to contact us, and um, we'll give you that information in a little bit. But, yeah, I hope that was helpful and enlightening. So let's move on to topic two. Life on mission. So, Jackson, why do you think I put down topic two as life on mission? Why do you try to enter my mind and figure out why I want to talk about Enter the mind of Andrew. Yeah. Um, I would say it has to do with being missional. At yeah. a church okay. in as many ways as possible. It is. It is. That's look at that. Th- that is what we're going to be talking like about. I know you. All right, listen. That same book I was reading because books are for nerds, and I'm a nerd, right? That same book I was reading uh, talked about that only 47 percent of uh, regular church attenders have have shared their faith in the last six months. Now, this was a Lifeway uh, research project that was done like, quite some time ago. I'm not sure those numbers are probably outdated. But that honestly convicted me because I was sitting there reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, people haven't verbally shared how to become a Christian in the last six months. That over, over 50% of people haven't done that. And I was getting kind of mad. And then I realized I'm one of those people. Yeah. I realized that, like, you know, I, as, as a Christian, yeah, I believe in the Great Commission. I believe in sharing the gospel. I believe the, the gospel 
is powerful, that it can redeem people, heal people, fix families, all sorts of like amazing things. But for some reason, yeah, you touched that mic. Yeah. I think it hit the filter. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I believe that, I believe the gospel can do these great things. Yet for some reason, um, I haven't verbally shared that. I haven't gone out of my way to make sure that I told someone about Jesus. Now I've been a part of outreaches, but I'm the kind of person that like, yeah, I believe that people can, share the gospel with how they live, but I'm also really a big proponent in just being intentional. So this year for me, as, as from a personal perspective, I, I'm just, I really want to um, be intentional about sharing my faith and just praying for those opportunities. So I thought it'd be cool to talk about being missional or being living a life on mission. So we can, we can talk about that. Are you okay with that, Jackson? Are I'm, you okay with the Great Commission? I'm content with that topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I wrote down here, what is life on mission? Jackson, you come from a family of missionaries, right? I have, I have a lot of missionaries in my family, yes. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So you're exposed to missionaries quite often. What, if a missionary, I guess if you, if you were to speak from their perspective, what do you think for them would be to, be, uh, to live a life on mission? Well, what immediately comes to mind is one of the one thing I heard my uncle Tim say once. Uh, I have an uncle, and, and all, all four of his daughters, three of them are wi- also with the International Mission Board, and, and then the youngest one is also on mission in a different location. And uh, one of the things he talks about when he talks about his legacy and how he was able to kind of make sure that the way he lived his life made an impression on his daughters was that. Whenever God told them to go, they didn't hesitate. Okay. So life on mission would be one that just is always on the move to be where God's at and be okay. where God's moving. And it's just, if God says to go somewhere, just, all right, here we go. We're going. Okay. He, he said it. Like, and and just, just to be ready to go at, at a moment's notice. So what I hear from that is really a large uh, part, or there's a large component of being intentional intentionally following God, intentionally being obedient and having that in the forefront right. of your mind. And that's, yeah. that's what we as Christians are really, we should really be living with the mission, the great commission on the forefront of our mind. I've been thinking about why I haven't shared my faith. It's because the great commission, though part of what I do on a daily basis, the actual sharing of my faith, the intentional aspect has actually been on the back burner. Right. And I think if we're going to live on mission, we have as Christians, we got to live with purpose. I mean, how many, have you ever lived a day when you just kind of felt complacent? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have, have those days ever stacked up into a week? Yeah, a day stacked into a week, and by the end of it, you're just like, Brr. yeah. I just want to eat Cheetos and lay on the couch and do nothing. Like, oh <laughs> man, or just eat Wendy's chicken nuggets. Have you ever told you my chicken nugget story? <laughs> no, you have not. I. I guess I'll share it here. Okay. This is this <laughs> is, is this just the time for it. This, this is, is what complacent this looks is, like. This is we're just really going off topic, but I just wanted to <coughs> you said Cheetos and made me think of chicken nuggets. Okay, so about two years ago <laughs> two years ago, um I I, I accepted the, just this gauntlet of preaching opportunities. I went and I, I was the guest speaker for a middle school camp and I spoke every day that week. And then on Saturday I rushed back to our hometown here and I did a wedding, my first wedding. And then I also I was also preaching at our home church. And back then, I think we only had four services, I think. This was about two, two and a half years ago. 
Yeah, I think back then we only had four services. Only four services. Okay, but all that stacked together was a lot. <laughs> so I remember the night, Saturday night, after doing our church services, I was still wearing my suit from the wedding and everything. I went to Wendy's. I bought, like, some chicken nuggets. I went home, sat on my couch, and started eating them, and I fell asleep on my couch in my suit. And so when I woke up the next morning for, for Sunday, I looked down my chest, and there was, like, this chicken nugget. And on I, your tie? It, it was on my tie, and I just reached That's for sort of it. like setting it on a napkin. Yeah, and I just kind of shrugged my shoulders on my couch and ate it, <laughs> and then prepared myself for the, the, rest, of the, the rest of the morning for You're for resigning to the state you're in. You're just like, oh. I was like, this is what's happening I've right now. I've gone this far with this already. Yeah, so that, was, that wasn't a complacent week at all. But, okay, actually, yeah, that week was really intentional. I, I just I wanted to be where God was, was taking me. He, God opened up all these opportunities. And it was a lot of hard work, and I was really, honestly, exhausted. Um, but it was a good exhaustion. I felt like God was really using me that week. And that's, I mean, I just want to feel like that every day. I don't want to go... It's exhausting, though. It is. It's absolutely exhausting. It is. But I just... I and this is going from I two guys like. who just took very extensive naps today. I did. We did. We took some pretty long... Yeah. We, I, I like sleeping on Sundays. <laughs> Sunday afternoons. It's yeah, good those are the best naps. So, anyway... So, okay, life on mission. Why should we live a life on mission? Honestly, because Jesus commanded us to do so, right? Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is the great commission. But if for some reason you've never come across that, let me just read that to you right now. It says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Guys, that is a command from the risen Lord, proving his deity, proving that he was the Messiah, and then he just tells us, man, we need to go make disciples. We need to teach others what he's been teaching us. And... This year, I just want to make an effort to really be a part of that. Not just talk about it, but actually, but actually do it. So through Restless Roots and even through our home church valley, man, I just, I just want to make sure that we are really a part of disciple making and not, not the, uh, the kind of church that's complacent, not the kind of Christian that just shows up on the weekend service, you know? Not a Sunday morning Christian? No, nah, man. No. Nah. So... That's all I have for that. <laughs> Man, I really... Oh, right. Yeah. Hey, I'm realizing now that uh, if you listeners interacted with us, we'd have a lot more to go on. So please, please email us. And please, please talk to us. Please talk to us. We want to feel like the popular kids. Right? Give us... Uh, we'll, we'll give you our contact information and just... If you have questions or ideas for other topics or you have questions about anything, man, you want to know what I'm doing next Friday? Let me... Ask me. We'll, we'll, let's talk about it. <laughs> you know? But uh, it would help if we, if we had some interaction. So maybe we should... All right, as we're coming to a close yeah. here, Andrew, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, where could they find you? Okay, well, here's, here's where they can find us uh, in general. We, we live on Twitter. I live on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, but honestly, Twitter's way better. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, I'm at Andrew Q N. It's all one word. Andrew, the letter Q, and the letter N, all smashed together, Andrew Q N. And then your Twitter handle is? It's at Jackson Gillahan. And just so you know, Gillahan is two L's. Yes. Right. But if you find either one of us, you can just look on our friends list or who we follow. If I'm with one L, you can follow him too, but. 
Yeah. I'm not sure what he's going to be talking about. You should talk about. to that guy. I should just find out who that is. Yeah. I wonder who that guy is. I'll find you. Or if you want to um, tweet at our, our at Restless Roots, you can go to at Restless Roots. Oh, sorry. At Restless underscore Roots. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, there's also an email that we, we check. It's RestlessRoots2014 at gmail.com. Again, you know, if, you, if you're not on Twitter or and you don't enjoy Facebook, but you just love using archaic email, uh, there, there you go. Oh, we also do have a Facebook page. I forgot about that. Yeah. You guys find, find us on Facebook, follow yeah. us on Twitter. Yeah. On Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash Restless Roots. I said that weird. Restless Restless roots. Restless. Rest. Restless. Restless. My mouth is. <laughs> are, you gummy. Cotton, are you cotton mouthing right now? It is. Yeah, yeah I can hear it. A lot. I can hear you cotton mouthing. Yeah, on I should the headphones. eat more jelly beans. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Lots of sugar tends to help. Yeah, it does. Anyway, um, I kind of have a few ideas of what I want to talk about next week, but we would love to hear from other people if you have some ideas of what we should be talking about. I did want to talk about uh, ministry structures, how how to develop a ministry structure, basically on your theology, philosophy, and your methods of ministry. That sounds really nerdy, but honestly, if you're in ministry or you want to start a ministry or if you lead a ministry, it's really important that you know this stuff. But if you have other topics you have questions about, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So that was fun. It is. If we had an out, outro song, it'd go here. Yeah. Maybe? We have an outro song or we just need to get an outro speech or something. Yeah. We'll get better at this. Yeah. I promise. We're professionals. Somewhat. Okay. Professional learners. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.